0: Welcome, everyone. Today is November 16th, and this is the One Year Bible Tour Guide podcast, where we have a daily intake of God's Word, reading each book of the Bible in its entirety so that we can interpret it in its proper context and encourage each other to live in the light of its revelation. My name is David McAdam, and I'm so glad that we can share this time together. We're following the One Year Bible Reading Plan, and we are on Day 320 And we have only forty five days left before we complete our journey traversing all sixty six books of the Bible. We are reading the prophecies of Ezekiel in the Old Testament today, and we are concluding our reading in the New Testament book of Hebrews. Tomorrow we will start reading the book of James. We come to a new section in the book of Ezekiel today. We have heard his prophecies against the nations surrounding Israel, and now in chapter thirty three. The Lord makes His appeal to Ezekiel to bear the responsibility of being a watchman, a watchman for the house of Israel. He is called to be faithful to warn the people of impending judgments, to turn from their idolatrous ways, and live. Once again, the Lord reminds His messenger that if He fails to warn His people and call them to repentance, not only would the people die in their sins, but the Lord would hold Ezekiel accountable. This is a sobering reminder to all of us that we should be faithful to let others know both the warnings of judgment for those who do not turn from their ways and the blessing of eternal life that is freely given to those who obey the gospel, repenting of their sin and believing on the Lord Jesus. Let's start reading in Ezekiel chapter 33, beginning with verse 1. The word of the Lord came to me, Son of man, SPEAK TO YOUR PEOPLE, AND SAY TO THEM, IF I BRING THE SWORD UPON A LAND, AND THE PEOPLE OF THE LAND TAKE A MAN FROM AMONG THEM, AND MAKE HIM THEIR WATCHMAN, AND IF HE SEES THE SWORD COMING UPON THE LAND, AND BLOWS THE TRUMPET, AND WARNS THE PEOPLE, THEN IF ANYONE WHO HEARS THE SOUND OF THE TRUMPET DOES NOT TAKE WARNING, AND THE SWORD COMES AND TAKES HIM AWAY, HIS BLOOD SHALL BE UPON HIS OWN HEAD. HE HEARD THE SOUND OF THE TRUMPET, AND DID NOT TAKE WARNING his blood shall be upon himself. But if he had taken warning, he would have saved his life. But if the watchman sees the sword coming and does not blow the trumpet, so that the people are not warned, and the sword comes and takes any one of them, that person is taken away in his iniquity, but his blood I will require at the watchman's hand. So you, O son of man, I have made a watchman for the house of Israel. Whenever you hear a word from my mouth, you shall give them warning from me. If I say to the wicked, O wicked one, you shall surely die, and you do not speak to warn the wicked to turn from his way, that wicked person shall die in his iniquity, but his blood I will require at your hand. But if you warn the wicked to turn from his way, and he does not turn from his way, that person shall die in his iniquity, but you will have delivered your soul. And you, son of man, Say to the house of Israel, Thus have you said, Surely our transgressions and our sins are upon us, and we rot away because of them. How then can we live? Say to them, As I live, declares the Lord God, I have no pleasure in the death of the wicked, but that the wicked turn from his way and live. Turn back, turn back from your evil ways, for why will you die, O house of Israel? And you, son of man, say to your people, The righteousness of the righteous shall not deliver him when he transgresses, and as for the wickedness of the wicked, he shall not fall by it when he turns from his wickedness, and the righteous shall not be able to live by his righteousness when he sins. Though I say to the righteous that he shall surely live, yet if he trusts in his righteousness and does injustice, none of his righteous deeds shall be remembered, but in his injustice that he has done he shall die. Again, though I say to the wicked, you shall surely die, yet if he turns from his sin and does what is just and right, if the wicked restores the pledge, gives back what he has taken by robbery, and walks in the statutes of life, not doing injustice, he shall surely live, he shall not die. None of the sins that he has committed shall be remembered against him. He has done what is just and right, he shall surely live. Yet your people say, The way of the Lord is not just, when it is their own way that is not just. When the righteous turns from his righteousness and does injustice, he shall die for it. And when the wicked turns from his wickedness and does what is just and right, he shall live by this. Yet you say, The way of the Lord is not just. O house of Israel, I will judge each of you according to his ways. Jerusalem Struck Down In the twelfth year of our exile, in the tenth month, on the fifth day of the month, a fugitive from Jerusalem came to me and said, The city has been struck down. Now the hand of the Lord had been upon me the evening before the fugitive came, and he had opened my mouth by the time the man came to me in the morning. So my mouth was opened, and I was no longer mute. The word of the Lord came to me, Son of man, The inhabitants of these waste places in the land of Israel keep saying, Abraham was only one man, yet he got possession of the land, but we are many. The land is surely given us to possess. Therefore say to them, Thus says the Lord God, You eat flesh with the blood, and lift up your eyes to your idols, and shed blood. Shall you then possess the land? You rely on the sword, you commit abominations and each of you defiles his neighbor's wife. Shall you then possess the land? Say this to them, Thus says the Lord God, As I live, surely those who are in the waste places shall fall by the sword, and whoever is in the open field I will give to the beast to be devoured, and those who are in strongholds and in caves shall die by pestilence, and I will make the land a desolation and a waste. And her proud might— shall come to an end, and the mountains of Israel shall be so desolate that none will pass through. Then they will know that I am the Lord, when I have made the land a desolation and a waste because of their abominations that they have committed. As for you, son of man, your people who talk together about you by the walls and at the doors of the houses, say to one another, each to his brother, Come, and hear what the word is that comes from the Lord. And they come to you as people come, and they sit before you as my people, and they hear what you say, but they will not do it. For with lustful talk in their mouths they act. Their heart is set on their gain. And behold, you are to them like one who sings lustful songs with a beautiful voice, and plays well on an instrument. For they hear what you say, but they will not do it. When this comes, and come it will, then they will know that a prophet has been among them. Chapter 34 Prophecy Against the Shepherds of Israel The word of the Lord came to me, Son of man, prophesy against the shepherds of Israel. Prophesy, and say to them, even to the shepherds, Thus says the Lord God, Ah, shepherds of Israel, who have been feeding yourselves, Should not shepherds feed the sheep? You eat the fat, you clothe yourselves with the wool, you slaughter the fat ones, but you do not feed the sheep. The weak you have not strengthened, the sick you have not healed, the injured you have not bound up, the strayed you have not brought back, the lost you have not sought, and with force and harshness you have ruled them. So they were scattered because there was no shepherd and they became food for all the wild beasts. My sheep were scattered. They wandered over all the mountains and on every high hill. My sheep were scattered over the face of the earth, with none to search or seek for them. Therefore, you shepherds, hear the word of the Lord. As I live, declares the Lord God, surely because my sheep have become a prey and my sheep have become food for all the wild beasts, Since there was no shepherd, and because my shepherds have not searched for my sheep, but the shepherds have fed themselves, and have not fed my sheep, therefore, you shepherds, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord God, Behold, I am against the shepherds, and I will require my sheep at their hand, and put a stop to their feeding the sheep. No longer shall the shepherds feed themselves. I will rescue my sheep from their mouths, that they may not be food for them." The Lord will seek them out. For thus says the Lord God, Behold, I myself will search for my sheep, and will seek them out. As a shepherd seeks out his flock when he is among his sheep that have been scattered, so I will seek out my sheep, and I will rescue them from all places where they have been scattered on a day of clouds and thick darkness. And I will bring them out from the peoples, and gather them from the countries, and I myself will make them lie down, declares the Lord God. I will seek the lost, and I will bring back the strayed, and I will bind up the injured, and I will strengthen the weak, and the fat and the strong I will destroy. I will feed them in justice. As for you, my flock, thus says the Lord God, Behold, I judge between sheep and sheep between rams and male goats. Is it not enough for you to feed on the good pasture, that you must tread down with your feet the rest of your pasture, and to drink of clear water, that you must muddy the rest of the water with your feet? And must my sheep eat what you have trodden with your feet, and drink what you have muddied with your feet? Therefore, thus says the Lord God to them, Behold, I myself will judge between the fat sheep and the lean sheep. Because you push with side and shoulder and thrust at all the weak with your horns till you have scattered them abroad, I will rescue my flock. They shall no longer be a prey, and I will judge between sheep and sheep. And I will set up over them one shepherd, my servant David, and he shall feed them. He shall feed them and be their shepherd." And I, the Lord, will be their God, and my servant David shall be prince among them. I am the Lord, I have spoken. I will make with them a covenant of peace, and banish wild beasts from the land, so that they may dwell securely in the wilderness and sleep in the woods. And I will make them and the places all around my hill a blessing, and I will send down the showers in their season." They shall be showers of blessing, and the trees of the field shall yield their fruit, and the earth shall yield its increase, and they shall be secure in their land, and they shall know that I am the Lord when I break the bars of their yoke and deliver them from the hand of those who enslaved them. They shall no more be a prey to the nations, nor shall the beasts of the land devour them. They shall dwell securely, and none shall make them afraid." And I will provide for them renowned plantations, so that they shall no more be consumed with hunger in the land, and no longer suffer the reproach of the nations. And they shall know that I am the Lord their God with them, and that they, the house of Israel, are my people, declares the Lord God. And you are my sheep, human sheep of my pasture, and I am your God, declares the Lord God. And this concludes our reading from today's portion from the Old Testament from the book of Ezekiel. Now let's take a few moments to recap and reflect upon what we have just read. We have come to a new section in the book of Ezekiel. The prophet was commissioned with a vision of the glory of God in chapters 1 through 3. He delivers messages of judgment against Judah in chapters 4 through 24. In chapters 25 through chapter 11 33, he prophesies the judgments upon the nations. In chapter 33, Ezekiel, as God's prophet, is calling the people to repent that they might live. This is the overall theme of Ezekiel's ministry. He is to sound the trumpet. He is to proclaim the word of the Lord. The Old Testament prophet is to be a watchman. His purpose is to hear the word of God and see its significance. Then he is to proclaim it. If he is faithful to deliver the message, he has successfully discharged his responsibility. If he fails, he is accountable to God for the calamities overtaking those whom he failed to warn. He is to encourage the righteous not to turn away from righteousness. He is to encourage the wicked to turn away from wickedness that they might live. Ezekiel explains that people who do wicked things are responsible for their actions, but the wicked who repent will be forgiven. In verse 16 we read, None of his sins that he has committed will be remembered against him. He has practiced justice and righteousness. He shall surely live. Yet the people are still unrepentant, despite the prophetic warnings. Now in the twelfth year of our exile, on the fifth of the tenth month, that's January 8, 585 B.C., the refugees from Jerusalem came to me saying, "The city has been taken." Ezekiel most likely was referring to the Babylonian calendar, whereas Jeremiah followed a Hebrew calendar. In Jeremiah chapter 39, verse 2; chapter 52, verses 6 through 7 and 12; Second Kings chapter 25, verse 1, which began the year in the fall. Otherwise, there would be an 18-month delay between the day of destruction and the announcement reaching Babylon. By this way of calculating, the news would have been given five or six months after the fall of Jerusalem. Ezekiel prophesied that the remnant who stayed behind in Jerusalem would not be immune from God's dealings. God would further discipline them with sword, wild beasts, plague, and famine. In Ezekiel 33 verse 27, the Lord reprimands those who pretend to listen to Ezekiel's words with interest and yet have no intention of putting them into practice in chapter 33, verse 31. And then in verse 32, Behold, you are to them like a sensual song by one who has a beautiful voice and plays well on an instrument, for they hear your words, but they do not practice them. Chapter 34 describes the false shepherds of Israel. This is a good chapter to read in conjunction with John chapter 10 and Jesus' parable of the Good Shepherd. Jesus contrasts the character of the good shepherd with the false shepherds, whom He likens to disinterested hirelings. The shepherds in Ezekiel chapter 34 are described as selfish. They neglect to care for the flock. They feed and clothe themselves, but leave the flock to the wolves. They do not strengthen the weak, heal the sick, or bind up the wounded sheep among them. They rule them harshly and brutally. The sheep without a shepherd scatter and become food for wild animals." The Lord, however, promises to bring the false shepherds to account. In Ezekiel chapter 34, verse 10, Thus says the Lord God, Behold, I am against the shepherds, and I will demand my sheep from them, and make them cease from feeding sheep. So the shepherds will not feed themselves anymore, but I will deliver my flock from their mouth, so that they will not be food for them. The Lord promises that He Himself would be the true Good Shepherd. He will come to seek the sheep that are lost and save them. He will bring them to Himself from the remote places to which they have been scattered. I will bring them into their own land on the mountains of Israel. We have a great foreshadowing of the ministry of the Good Shepherd Jesus Christ in these words. In Ezekiel chapter 34, verses 15 and 16, I will feed my flock and I will lead them to rest, declares the Lord God. I will seek the lost, bring back the scattered, bind up the broken, and strengthen the sick, but the fat and strong I will destroy. I will feed them with judgment. In verse 17, Ezekiel stops speaking to the shepherds of Israel and speaks to the flock. The coming shepherd would not only be their rescuer, but also their judge. He will judge between one sheep and another. He will judge those who are greedy for unjust gain. He will not allow his flock to be the prey of wild beasts. The new shepherd will be known as My Servant David. This prophecy comes a long time after King David and is therefore referring to the Messiah, the promised son of David. The chapter describes the covenant of peace and the restoration of Edenic conditions in the future Messianic age. He affirms his covenant promise and pledges his shepherdly care I am your God. You are the sheep of my pasture. Now let's go to our reading from the New Testament as we conclude the book of Hebrews. Hebrews chapter 13, verses 1 through 25. Sacrifices Pleasing to God. Hebrews chapter 13. Let brotherly love continue. Do not neglect to show hospitality to strangers, for thereby some have entertained angels unawares. Remember those who are in prison, as though in prison with them, and those who are mistreated, since you also are in the body. Let marriage be held in honor among all, and let the marriage bed be undefiled, for God will judge the sexually immoral and adulterous. Keep your life free from love of money, and be content with what you have, for He has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. So we can confidently say, The Lord is my helper, I will not fear. What can man do to me? Remember your leaders, those who spoke to you the word of God. Consider the outcome of their way of life and imitate their faith. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. Do not be led away by diverse and strange teachings, for it is good for the heart to be strengthened by grace not by foods which have not benefited those devoted to them. We have an altar from which those who serve the tent have no right to eat. For the bodies of those animals whose blood is brought into the holy places by the high priest as a sacrifice for sin are burned outside the camp. So Jesus also suffered outside the gate in order to sanctify the people through his own blood. Therefore, let us go to him outside the camp and bear the reproach he endured. For here we have no lasting city, but we seek the city that is to come. Through him let us continually offer up a sacrifice of praise to God, that is, the fruit of lips that acknowledge his name. Do not neglect to do good and to share what you have, for such sacrifices are pleasing to God. Obey your leaders and submit to them, You should know that our brother Timothy has been released, with whom I shall see you if he comes soon. Greet all your leaders and all the saints. Those who come from Italy send you greetings. Grace be with all of you. And this is the end of our reading from the New Testament, and it concludes our reading of the book of Hebrews. The grand benediction at the end of the book of Hebrews summarizes God's revelation about Himself in this letter the God who spoke in times past to our fathers by the prophets, who has spoken fully and finally in the person of His Son, in Hebrews chapter 1, 1, by His atoning death, His shed blood, and His resurrection, the new eternal covenant has been inaugurated. The God of peace offers us peace. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 20. This covenant gives us more than peace with God, We have the peace of God, and best of all, we have the God of peace himself, the Prince of Peace. He transforms and rules our lives by the power of His Word and His Holy Spirit. How superior is this covenant? It does what the old covenant could not do. It equips us with everything good for the accomplishment of His will. We can experience more than salvation's pardon. We can know salvation's power. God works in us what is pleasing to Himself through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. Final pastoral instructions are given. Keep on loving. Keep on offering hospitality. Some of their number were suffering imprisonment. Visit them. True Christianity is counter-cultural. Honor marriage as God intended it. Steer clear of greed and covetousness. Don't be afraid of persecution. God will meet you in your hour of trial. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Study the example of godly leaders from the past, imitating their faith, and don't forget to obey your current leaders. They must give an account. Obey your leaders and submit to them, for they keep watch over your souls as those who will give an account. Let them do this with joy and not with grief for this would be unprofitable for you. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 17. Do not be intimidated by the pseudo-spiritual and religious who fail to glory in Christ. Remember, we have an altar from which those who minister at the tabernacle have no right to eat. Jesus, the better priest, has given us a better priesthood. We offer better sacrifices and minister them from the sanctuaries of our hearts with our lips giving thanks to His name, in chapter 13, verse 15. The writer of the letter asks for prayer. Do we pray for those whom God has appointed to oversee the local churches? We are to pray that they discharge their ministerial duties honorably. Pray for the testimony of their lips and their lives. Pray for their protection and perseverance, in verse 18. The writer considers his 13 chapters a brief letter, it is a word of exhortation, in chapter 13, verse 22. This means that the letter should not only be read, but it should also be acted upon. What has the letter of Hebrews been exhorting you to do? The writer shares the good news that Timothy has been released and that those from Italy send their greeting. We don't know the details. I wish we did. Let's go now to the Bible's songbook, the book of Psalms, and we read Psalm 115. Verses 1 through 18. To your name give glory. Psalm 115. Not to us, O Lord, not to us, but to your name give glory, for the sake of your steadfast love and your faithfulness. Why should the nations say, Where is their God? Our God is in the heavens. He does all that he pleases. Their idols are silver and gold, the work of human hands. They have mouths but do not speak, eyes but do not see, they have ears but do not hear, noses but do not smell, they have hands but do not feel, feet but do not walk, and they do not make a sound in their throat. Those who make them become like them, so do all who trust in them. O Israel, trust in the Lord, He is their help and their shield. O house of Aaron, trust in the Lord. He is their help and their shield. You who fear the Lord, trust in the Lord. He is their help and their shield. The Lord has remembered us. He will bless us. He will bless the house of Israel. He will bless the house of Aaron. He will bless those who fear the Lord, both the small and the great. May the Lord give you increase, you and your children. May you be blessed by the Lord who made heaven and earth. The heavens are the Lord's heavens, but the earth He has given to the children of man. The dead do not praise the Lord, nor do any who go down into silence, but we will bless the Lord from this time forth and forevermore. Praise the Lord. Let's take a few moments to meditate upon this psalm. Not to us, O Lord, not to us, but to Your name give glory because of Your lovingkindness, because of Your truth. Psalm 115 verse 1. It is believed that the hymn that Jesus sang after celebrating the Passover with His disciples on the night He was betrayed was the second half of Psalm 115. In Matthew chapter 26 verse 30 we read, After singing a hymn, they went out to the Mount of Olives. His people are to make His presence manifest. Why should the nations say, Where now is their God? Psalm 119, verse 2. Jesus went to the cross with a worshipful heart, intent on glorifying the name of the Father. He trusted in the Father's will. He rested in the Father's goodness and His ultimate control. This psalm affirms God's sovereignty. But our God is in the heavens. He does whatever He pleases. Psalm 115, verse 3. Verses 4 to 8 are a playful mockery of the idols of this world. They convey an image, but they are powerless. Those who make them and trust them become like them. We become like what we worship. The one true God is not powerless like the idols of the nations. The song calls for the house of Israel to trust in the Lord, who is their help and shield. They are to bless Him confidently, expecting that He will fulfill His promises. He is mindful of us. Psalm 115, verse 12. And now for our final stop on our Bible reading tour, we go to the Bible's treasure chest of wisdom, the book of Proverbs, Proverbs chapter 27, verses 21 and 22. The crucible is for silver, and the furnace is for gold, and a man is tested by his praise. Crush a fool in a mortar with a pestle, Along with crushed grain, yet his folly will not depart from him. Proverbs chapter twenty-seven, verse twenty-one reminds us that we are tested by how we handle success and praise as well as our foibles and failures. May we not be proved to be fools? Verse twenty-two reminds us that fools do not recognize corrective discipline even when it is extreme. Neither will they depart from their foolishness. Let's pray together in the light of God's Word. O sovereign Lord, great shepherd of the flock and judge of the nations, we rightfully give you worship and praise. To you and not to us be all the glory. You have made us for yourself, and we praise you for your redeeming love that has granted us repentance and faith. Thank you for your shepherdly care, Lord Jesus. Thank you for putting us in families of sheep in your local churches. We pray for our brothers and sisters, and especially for those you have appointed as leaders. May they discharge their responsibilities honorably. May your presence be manifested and your word proclaimed. In Jesus' name, Amen. That wraps up today's excursion in the One Year Bible, and God willing, we'll be with you tomorrow as we continue the book of Ezekiel and start the book of James. If you have any questions or comments, you can always write us at podcast at newlife.org. And if you'd like to receive a written copy of our commentary on each day's portion, you can subscribe at our website, newlife.org. And there you can learn more about the ministries of New Life Community Church and how you can be a support partner. Let me leave you once again with the benediction in the book of Hebrews. Now the God of peace who brought up from the dead the great shepherd of the sheep through the blood of the eternal covenant, even Jesus our Lord, equip you in every good thing to do his will, working in us that which is pleasing in his sight through Jesus Christ, to whom be the glory forever and ever. Amen. Shalom.